Okay, good morning. Today's daf is daf Tzari I'm going to go from the ninth, ninth, last line of Tzari Hayam Base, 95b. Um, today's Shiz, Ilunishwas Ben Siod Ben Zeev, Avram Halevi, Meir Ben Shlomo, and Avraham Ben Meir. May their memory be a blessing. Um, so yesterday we raised, we brought in the Mishnah, Machlokes, the Tanakama, the first opinion which we actually said is Revi Meir, or we suggested is Rebbe Meir, says you can, if you find a whole lot of tefillin and you need to save them on Shabbos, you can't leave them where they are, they'll get ruined, they'll get desecrated. You can wear them one pair at a time and carry them to where they'll be safe. The Rabban Gamliel came along and said, no, you can wear two pairs of tefillin at a time and carry them till they are safe. So the question that the Mora is going to go into what point are they arguing in? Why would the Tanakama hold you can only carry one pair of twillin at a wear, sorry, not carry, wear one pair of twillin, and the and Ramon Gamliel say you cannot. Remember, part of the novel point of this is it's Shabbos, and you shouldn't be, and you're not allowed to carry. So I, whatever the Chazal are allowing you to do is getting around the concern of carrying. So let's start. So the first, it's going to have a, quite a few suggestions. So the first suggestion is Leima by Rav Shmuel Rav Yitzchak Kamafligi. The Kama saw Leislei Rav Shmuel Bar Yitzchak. Ramon Gamliel Islei Rav Shmuel Bar Yitzchak. Maybe they are arguing in the teaching of Rav Shmuel Bar Rav Yitzchak. What did Rav Shmuel Bar Rav Yitzchak hold? He holds you. There's enough place on your head and your arm to wear two pairs of twillin. So the Tanakhama say there is not place to wear two pairs of tefillin, and that's why they only allow you to wear one pair of tefillin at a time. And Rabban Gamliel holds there is. He agrees with Rav Shmuel Bar Rav Yitzchak that there is enough space um, to wear two pairs of tefillin, and that's why you can wear two pairs of tefillin and save them. Why? Because wearing tefillin on Shabbos would not be a problem. As soon as they're out of position, well then it's not considered wearing them anymore, and you would not be allowed to do that. So the Gemara answers, not necessarily the Kuliyama Islay to Rav Shmuel Bar Yitzchak. Everyone agrees with Rav Shmuel Bar Yitzchak. Vahacha? Ah, so what are they arguing in? B'Shabbas Mantfilin Kamafligi. They're arguing if Shabbos is a time where you wear Tfilin. I.e., what are we saying? Is there a mitzvah? We don't wear Tfilin on Shabbos. But Doraisa, is there a mitzvah to wear Tfilin on Shabbos? The Tanakama Shabbos Manfilini. The Tanakama hold Shabbos hold. Um, Shabbos is the time that you're supposed to wear tefillin. I strictly speaking, we should be wearing tefillin on Shabbos. What's the reason that we don't? What's the reason we don't wear tefillin on Shabbos? So that seems to be a machlokes. You, you'll come to carry it either because the straps will snap, or you'll need the bathroom. And remember, their bathrooms are out in the fields, and you'll take them off, and you'll come to carry them. So we don't wear tefillin on Shabbos. But strictly speaking, you should be you sh- you should wear tefillin on Shabbos. Now, if the basis now, so when Chazal come along and say you can rescue your tefillin again, this is according to the Tanakhama. What can you do? You can only wear one pair of tefillin because that's what wearing tefillin would be. To wear two pairs of tefillin, you transgress um, baltoisif. Right, so Chazal are almost saying you can revert back to the original Gezeira, the original, I'm sorry, the original Alocha that you wear tefillin on Shabbos to save the tefillin. But when are we going to wave our Isser? Only for the midst of wearing tefillin. And to wear more than one pair of tefillin would be Baltoisit. Ramon Gamliel Sovo, Shabbos loves man tefillin. And Ramon Gamliel holds Shabbos is not 
a mitzvah. There's no mitzvah to wear tefillin on Shabbos. And when Chazal come asked, so then what, why are Chazal allowing you to wear tefillin to save them? Because wearing them in their correct place is like wearing an ornament. You're allowed to wear jewelry. And so too, you're allowed to wear tefillin. Again, not for the mitzvah, but for the ornament. Once they're just ornaments, well then to wear two pairs of tefillin is not a problem. It's not baltoisif. So you can, because you can theoretically, if you can fit the ornaments in the right place, if you can fit more than one pair of earrings around your ear or one pair or more than one necklace around your neck, you're allowed to wear more than one. So, so to a tefillin, you can fit two pairs of tefillin and therefore you can wear them on Shabbos again as jewelry. So that's the first opinion. The, the first opinion, and this is how Rashi actually concludes what the Machlokas is based on again is, is Shabbos the right time to wear tefillin? The Eboi Seymour, third possibility of what they're arguing, the Kula Alma Shabbos man tefillin who? Everyone holds that you are supposed to wear tefillin on Shabbos. And they're arguing in do mitzvahs require intent? Explain that shortly. Let's just um, read it now. I'm going to change the girsa slightly to fit with Rashi. It says, To fulfill a mitzvah, you don't need kavana. Rabban Gamil Sovar, Lot says, Boy kavana. And Rabban Gamil holds, To fulfill the mitzvah, you do need kavana. So how does that fit into our discussion? When you put your tefillin on in the morning, do you have to have in mind, I'm putting my tefillin on for the mitzvah? Or do we say automatically, since you put your tefillin on, it's as if you did the mitzvah. I, mitzvahs don't require intent by the fact you're doing it. You've done the action of the mitzvah, even if you didn't have specific intent to do the mitzvah. So, Tanakama hold that you don't need intent. Therefore, when you put your one pair of tefillin on, okay, you've done the mitzvah. When you put the second pair of tefillin on, you've done Baltoisif. Whereas Rabbi Shimon and Daniel holds, no, you actually have to have intent to do the mitzvah. And therefore, as soon as you put on two pairs of tefillin, even though you don't have... Um, uh, sorry, Tanakama holds you don't have to have intent. So as soon as you put on two pairs of tefillin, it's as if you've done the mitzvah tefillin twice and you transgress. Baltois, if you're not allowed to do more than what the Torah tells you. The Torah tells you to only put on one pair of tefillin. The second... Um, Rabban Gamliel holds, no, you only fulfill a mitzvah if you have kavana, and therefore by just putting on tefillin to rescue them, but not to do the mitzvah, you don't transgress, baltois, if you don't transgress, adding to the mitzvahs. Okay, a fourth possibility, says, V'ibois, Eimer, Dukuliyama, this is, I'm at the top of Tzadivov, 96a, V'ibois, Eimer, Dukuliyama, Lot says, Loiboi, Kavana, V'achalav, Ormishum, Baltois, if Kamafliki. You could say everyone holds that to fulfill your mitzvah, you don't actually have to do kavona. I, as soon as you put your tefillin on in the morning, you fulfill your obligation. As soon as you um, wrap yourself in a tzitzis, whether or not your intent is for the mitzvah, you fulfill the mitzvah. As soon as you pick up your lulav to shake it, whether you have intent or not for the mitzvah, you fulfill the mitzvah. That's... Uh, um, that's what we're saying. Mitzvahs do not require intent. Also, what are Rabban Gamliel and Rabbi Meir arguing? To transgress Baltoisif. The Tanakama holds to transgress Baltoisif. You do not, does not require Kavana. And Rabban Gamliel holds that it does require Kavana. I, um, just as, as soon as I put on my pair of tefillin, I fulfill the mitzvah of tefillin, so too when I put on the second pair of tefillin, I automatically transgress 
Baltoisif, uh, sorry, I didn't. I don't know if I made clear. Baltoisif is the isur to add to the mitzvahs. So if there's a mitzvah to wear one pair of tefillin, to wear two pairs of tefillin, you transgress. Baltoisif. Um, Rova Sukkot, find the place. Where, where are we exactly? Um, Sari Vova Mud Aleph, 96A, the sixth line. Okay. okay. And Rabban Gamliel holds that it's only a mitzvah. Rabban Gamliel holds no, to transgress Baltoisif, to transgress the negative commandment of don't add to the mitzvahs, I don't wear a second pair of tefillin, you actually have to have intent that you're doing it for the mitzvah. If you're just, having, if you're just wearing it to rescue it, you would not fulfill the mitzvah. You would not transgress it. The boys aim a fifth possibility. E the Sviralan Shabazman Tfilin de Kuliama Lolavor Boy Kavona Vilolotza is Boy Kavona. If you paskin at Shabbos is the time it's a mitzvah to wear Tfilin on Shabbos, then neither everyone agrees. Neither to transgress and nor to fulfill the mitzvah do you actually have to have Kavona. However, the Hachabala Avor Shaloi Bismano Kamafligi. They are arguing regarding transgressing when it's not the time of the mitzvah. I.e., if you wear tefillin when there's no mitzvah to wear tefillin, like according to this opinion on Shabbos, do you transgress the mitzvah? And Tanakama Sovar, loy boy kavona, Ramangamil Sovar, lavo shalobizmano boy kavona. The Tanakama holds just by putting on tefillin, you transgress. Adding to the mitzvah, you're not supposed to wear tefillin. There's no mitzvah to wear tefillin on Shabbos, and therefore, when you wear tefillin on Shabbos, you're adding to the mitzvah. And Rabban Gamliel holds no, you need to do it as a mitzvah because there is no mitzvah. I just putting on tefillin. Yeah, so, so let's rephrase this. To wear, um, I'll give another example. To shake lulav today. If you do, according to, I mean, obviously it's slightly different, but according to the Tanakhama, you would say to shake a lulav today. Well, there is a mitzvah to shake a lulav in gen, uh, on Sukkot, but not today. But by the fact you're shaking it today, you transgress Baal Tosef. According to Rabbi Gamliel, no. If you just, that's only where your intent is to do the mitzvah. There's really no mitzvah, for all intents and purposes, there's no such thing as the mitzvah of lulav today. I, you don't transgress if you pick up a, you're playing with a child and you pick up a rattle and shake it. No one would ever suggest that you transgressed adding to the mitzvah of lulav. No one would ever suggest that. It would only be where you're doing the mitzvah when there's a time to do the mitzvah and you're adding on to the mitzvah. When it's not the time to do the mitzvah, Rabbi Gamliel will hold. Well, then what, you're not adding to the mitzvah. You're not doing anything. So putting tefillin on Shabbos is no mitzvah. There's no mitzvah to wear tefillin on Shabbos, and therefore to put them on on Shabbos, only if you actually do it for the sake of the mitzvah, and here that's not the purpose, here you're doing it to rescue them, that would not, you would not transgress. Baal Toysef. Now the Gemara asks, um, Well then according to Rabbi Meir, you should not be allowed to wear even one tefillin. According to the first opinion, we said if it's not the time to wear tefillin and you put on a pair of tefillin, you transgress Baal Tosef. Because the Torah told you there's no mitzvah and you're doing the mitzvah. You're adding, you're adding Shabbos day to Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday when you're supposed to wear tefillin. And you're adding Shabbos day. So you've added to the mitzvah. So why are you even allowed to wear one pair of tefillin? It says, And a second issue with this explanation, If someone sleeps, 
on the eighth day in the sukkah they should get lashed. I've, if you sleep in your sukkah on Shmini Atzeres, or you eat in your sukkah on Shmini Atzeres, do you transgress Baltoisif? So Rashi points out, no, we actually, in Golos, we actually do eat, keep a second day in our sukkah on So clearly, keeping a mitzvah, not on the day, not when there is time for the mitzvah, you would not transgress Baltoisif. It's clear as we initially learned. What does it mean as we initially learned? So some learn, it's actually going back on all the previous answers except this fifth one. And Rashi says, no, he says it's going on the, it's actually learning that the Machloikes is like we first suggested, is Shabbos the time to wear tefillin or not? Okay, so that's the Machloikes of how you learn. I mentioned again that the Rebbe Meir came along and said, to, when you're saving the tefillin, you can only wear one at a time. And Rabbi Gamliel came along and said, no, you can wear two at a time, what's that based on? Um, there's an interesting discussion that they bring you. They try to compare when you transgress Baltosif by tefillin, by uh, contrasting it to um, to lulav, like the Gomorrah Sanhedrin says, if you add a fifth species, there's a machloikas whether your lulav actually has to be tied together or not. But according to the opinion that you don't have to tie it together, if you add a fifth species, you say, look, I'm not, I'm going to add roses to my lulav. I've got my lulav, my das, my esrog, and my rovas, and I'm going to add uh, roses. If you don't have to tie them together and you just pick all five up and shake, the Gemara seems to say you don't transgress Baltoisif. But we know that if you wear five parashios in your tefillin, or here we're saying wearing two tefillin, you do transgress Baltoisif. So what's the difference? So the Rashba says one answer, he says, interesting, the question is not there. Obviously you transgress Baltoisif. The issue is, do you still fulfill your mitzvah? So if while shaking lulav you're holding five, um, if while shaking lulav you're holding five uh, species, five minim, you still fulfill your mitzvah even though you transgress baltoisif. If you have five pairs of tefillin, five compartments in your tefillin, then you actually don't even fulfill the mitzvah. Um, and another question they go into, not going to go into the answer now, but they ask also, how many, the mitzvah, if you look in the Chumash, it's basically that you put one hadas and one arova. We do two, had two arovas and three hadasim in our lulav. So why isn't that baltosif? Compared to here where we say you're wearing two tefillin, is baltosif. Okay, so there's a lot of discussion regarding the, the, the issues of uh, baltosif. Another interesting point that, comes up in this sugya is regarding just mitzvahs, trichos, kavon in general, what lev, um, what's it based on where the mitzvahs, trichos, kavon are, but the basic uh, point of it is that, um, as we mentioned in our sugya, is by just doing the act with no intent for the sake of the mitzvah, does that count as if you've done the mitzvah? Obviously, it's not the ideal. It's the minimum. And obviously, you should be doing your mitzvahs with kavon, and you should be doing your mitzvahs on purpose to do the mitzvah. The question is, if you did the act, without doing the mitzvah, have you done your obligation? Okay, now the Gomorrah is going to ask a question. Manch Maslay, Shabbos is Manfilin. And this discussion is going to take us all the way over the page. It says, who's the, who's the opinion that holds Shabbos is not the correct time for Tfilin? Sorry, who's the opinion that holds that there is a mitzvah to wear Tfilin on Shabbos? 
So the Gemara suggests Rabbi Akiva, it's Rabbi Akiva, the Tanya, we learn to the price of a Shomar, you'll guard this chayk, this law, at its time, now if you look at the context, it's not clear whether this pasuk is going on the mitzvah of Tfilin or the mitzvah of Korban Pesach. So if you learn it as the mitzvah of, of Tfilin, what's it saying? Yomim yomima, from day to day. But he explains that Joshua, yomim velolailas, only at day and not at night. Mi yomim, and then it uses the phrase mi, the mem, from days. I, some days, velokol yomim, and not every day. Pratle Shabso is for yomim tovim, divrei rabbi yosei excluding Shabbos and yom tov. So he learns that Pasuk as referring to Tfilin, and what's it telling us? That there's no mitzvah to wear Tfilin at night, and there's no mitzvah to wear Tfilin on Shabbos. Rabbi Akiva says, no, that Pasuk is actually referring to Pesach. Sounds like Rabbi Akiva holds, um, sounds like Rabbi Akiva holds that there is a mitzvah to wear, to, there's no mitzvah, sorry, he doesn't, this, this Pasuk was used to exclude wearing tefillin on Shabbos and night, and Rabbi Akiva doesn't learn. He says this Pasuk referring to the Koban Pesach. So there's no reason to exclude Pesach, um, the, uh, to exclude tefillin from Shabbos and night. It says, it says, oh, but what about for Elohor, Death Nine? We learned in the Mishnah, Pesach Mila Mitzvah Asay. It says that Pesach and Mila are a positive commandment. I even though the discussion is that even though they have kores if someone transgresses, they don't bring a korban pesach or they don't have a miller, they're not going to bring a korban chatef. Since Lema deloyka Rabbi Akiva, this doesn't line up with Rabbi Akiva. To Rabbi Akiva, given the muki lo pesach, since he says the above pasuk is referring to pesach, lad nami ika. This is actually a negative commandment. And why do we how do we see? Because it says pesach is a negative commandment. Any time you read in Chumash and you see the word Hishomer or the word Pen or the word Va'al, I know Ella Beloisa said that's telling us it's a negative commandment. So Al Posuk said how Rabbi Akiva learned that Posuk that it's going on the Korban Pesach. It says Vishomarto. Are you God the Korban Pesach? It's a negative commandment to not offer the Korban Pesach. So, how can the Mishnah in Christus tell us that it's a positive commandment when really it's a negative commandment? Says Afilu Rabbi Akiva. No, it could fit in with Rabbi Akiva. He shomer the love, love. He shomer the ase ase. When the shomer is written in the context of don't of something you shouldn't do, then it creates it. In, it makes it a pop a real negative commandment. Where it's written in the context of something you must do, like here you must offer the korban pesach. Then it would be a positive commandment. Oh, then so so it could be so fine. We don't have an issue with, uh, on that point. But it says the Sova Rabbi Kiva Shabbos man tefillin. You telling me that Rabbi Kiva holds Shabbos is the correct time to wear tefillin? Says the whole time Rabbi Kiva. Oimer Rabbi Kiva says Yochel Yoniach Adam tefillin but Shabbos for Yomim Tovim. Rabbi Kiva says, is it possible that a person should wear tefillin on Shabbos and Yom Tov? Again, this is Rabbi Akiva speaking, Talmud Laimar, it would be an ice on your hand. Misha Trichin ice, that would be someone, those would be days where you require an ice. Yotza Elushain Gufan ice, excluding those other days which are not an ice. I, Rabbi Akiva has another pasuk to tell us that we don't wait filling on Shabbos and Yom Tov. And that pasuk is, there will be an os. Any day that does not have an os. As we know, it says by Shabbos, 
And we say this, some people say this before they say Kiddush and Shabbos morning. Shabbos is a sign between the Jews and, um, and Hashem. So we should exclude. Um, so we see Rabbi Akiva does learn that Shabbos is loves man filling when you don't wear tefillin. Again, not from the possible to do with the common pe- He's not with the possible miyomim yomima because that's just that Rabbi Akiva learns is a common pesach. But he has another possible. So we're still looking again. We start off the question: Which opinion holds that Shabbos is the t- correct time to wear tefillin? Rabbi Yossi says not. He says it's miyom yomima excluding Shabbos. It can't be Rabbi Akiva because he says an os. Now there's a very interesting discussion, important, um, a famous discussion that comes out from this Gemara, um, and that is: Should you wait filling on Cholamoid? Tosos touch on it here. Tosos says lechora. Based on this, this is the top Tosos of the page. Says lechora ain't any tefillin b'cholamoid. You should not wear tefillin on Cholamoid because it does not require an oif. Because you're not allowed to do melacha that will not be lost. There are certain things you're not allowed to do on Cholamoid. What creates the oif of Shabbos? Why is Shabbos an os? And why is Yom Tov oif? So Tosos are suggesting the reason Shabbos and Yom Tov are an oif is because you're not allowed to do melacha on them. Cholamoid, you're also not allowed to do all malach on them, so it's also an oi, so you shouldn't wear your tefillin. Or he says, oi, the chayav besukah b'chag, of a pesach also b'achilas chomet. Or he says that you're liable to sit in the sukkah on sukkahs, and you're not allowed to eat chomets on pesach. That creates the oi. There's a special mitzvah of that time, which singles it out, and therefore you should not be wearing tefillin on cholamoid. Um... Um, interesting enough, someone who learned based on the Vilna Gon that there's actually a positive oys because even though there's not a mitzvah that you have to eat matzah, it's still a mitzvah to eat matzah. And that would be, uh, so that would be a positive sign that you do on Pesach, that's an os, that you, so on Sukkot you sit in the Sukkah, on Pesach you sit in the, you eat matzah, but either way, there's an ois on Cholamoid, so you shouldn't wear your tefillin on Cholamoid. Um, then he brings, this, uh, he brings Yushalmi, that implies that you should be wearing your tefillin on Cholamoid. So that's a big discussion. In If you look in Shulchan Aruch, the Machaber Kabzalog, it says we don't wear tefillin on Cholamoid. And the Ramah says we do wear tefillin on Cholamoid. The general Minag Ashkenaz, at least it seems to be slowly changing, but the general Minag Ashkenaz, of Lithuanian Jews and Ashkenazi Jews is to wear tefillin on Cholamoid, and that's based on the Ramor and other sugyas. And it's also interesting, there's a discussion, but the Mishnah seems to say that you should not say a bracha. Even if you are putting your tefillin on on Cholamoid, you should not say a bracha. But again, the Ramor says, and the Marshal and all the others say, you definitely put them on and you put them on with the bracha. But as I said, I think the Mishnah says you shouldn't put them on with the bracha on Cholamoid, but we do. There are lots of Ashkenazim who don't wear tefillin on Cholamoid, and that's because of how the Vilna Gon learns the sugyas. The Vilna Gon comes out based on his way of learning the sugyas that you shouldn't be wearing tefillin on Cholamoid, and therefore many Ashkenazim follow the, and uh, Lithuanians follow the tradition of the Vilna Gon that you don't, and Hasidim also don't, but that's based on you know, their rabbis who also say that you don't. Okay, but this wearing tefillin on Cholamoid, is there an ois or not? Does the ois overlap? There's a sign on Shabbos, there's a sign on Yom Tov. 
What about Cholamoid? Should you be wearing Tefillin on Cholamoid? Is uh, raised one of this is one of the sources of it. Okay, so let's go back to our question at hand. What's our question? Who, where do we see an opinion that holds that you should be wearing your Tefillin on Shabbos? So Ella Hai Tanahu, Tanya Haner Balayla Rotzacholes Rotzameniach, Divrei Rebbe Noson. Rebbe Noson holds that if you up at night, if you want, you can remove your Tefillin. If you want, you can wear your Tefillin. You can wear Tefillin at night. Yonasan Hakituni Omer Ein Menichem Tefillin Balayla. Yonasan Hakituni says no, we don't wear Tefillin at night. Now me Delayla Latana comes Man Tefillin Shabbos. Now me is Man Tefillin. By the fact that night is Man Tefillin, must be according to Rebbe. Noson, by the fact he says you do wear tefillin at night, it must be that you do wear tefillin during the day. Because it was learned out from the same pasuk. Remember, we started off that pasuk that we weren't sure if it was referring to Korban Pesach or to tefillin. That's the pasuk that says, you only wear tefillin during the day and not at night. So he must also hold. So by the fact that he says you do wear tefillin at night, he must be rejecting that pasuk as referring to tefillin, and therefore there's no source to say, don't wear tefillin on Shabbos, and therefore you'd wear tefillin on Shabbos. So Gemara says, no, Jimus Lala's man tefillin. Who, Shabbos, who? Maybe he holds that, no, you are supposed to wear your tefillin at night, Shabbos loves man tefillin, who, but there's no mitzvah to wear tefillin on Shabbos. To harsh me'ila layla Rabbi Akiva, because we, like we saw like Rabbi Akiva, Lala's man tefillin, who? Shabbos loves man tefillin, who? Because Rabbi Akiva holds you wear tefillin at night, but he also holds you don't wear shim tefillin on Shabbos. Remember, he had a totally different pasuk. What was his pasuk? That you don't, it's an ois on your head, and you don't wear it when you have the ois of Shabbos or Yom Tov. So again, so it can't be, it's not necessarily Rabbi Noson, because maybe he holds that, granted he holds you wear tefillin at night, maybe he agrees you don't wear tefillin on Shabbos like Rabbi Akiva. So, Elo hai tanahu. It must be the following tana. The tanya michal bas kushi, michal the daughter of kushi, that we say Shaul, hoi so manachet tefillin v'lo michu b'chachomim, and the chachomim didn't stop her. V'ishto shil yoyna hoi so oile l'regel v'lo michu b'chachomim. Yoyna, the wife of Yoyna, the prophet Yoyna, you know the one who got swallowed by the fish, used to go up to the festivals. And the Chachomim didn't stop them. By the fact that Chazal didn't stop her, must be it's not a time-bound mitzvah. Because if it was a time-bound mitzvah, women are not obligated in time-bound mitzvahs, and therefore she would, they would have stopped her. It's Baal Toysef. And according to this way of looking at it. So again, um, um, Firstly, Michal was Kushi. Why is he called Kushi? Interesting enough. Why is Shaul called Kushi? So I think it might be the Gemara says they mention that Moshe was married to a Kushit, to a black woman. And Rasha and that Apostle, I think there are two explanations, but one is that she was so beautiful that she stood out in a crowd of women like a black would have stood out in a crowd of white, white women. That's how beautiful she was. Or her acts, her deeds were so pious that she stood out. We know Shaul the Pasuk, right at the beginning when it's speaking about um, Shaul, it, it, uh, it says there was no one better than Shaul amongst the Jews. And also he was head and shoulders above every... He was taller. He was a head, he was shoulder, a head and shoulders taller than everyone else. So he would fit in with both those explanations. Why it's called Kushi? Because when you would look into a crowd, he would stand out. Like a black would stand out in a crowd of whites. Um, and that's why he's called, um, that's why her name is Michal, the daughter of Kushi. But just so what's the proof is, 
she wore tefillin, and Chazal didn't stop her. If it was usur for her to wait, if it was a positive time-bound mitzvah, women are exempt from time-bound mitzvahs, and if women are exempt from time-bound mitzvahs, um, then then, um, then it would have been baltoisif for her to wear tefillin. So the Gemara says, no, not necessarily. He says, Maybe they hold like Rabbi If women want to do smicha, they can. That's referring to when you offer a korban, there was a mitzvah with personal korban to lean on the korban. Now the Posuk says very clearly, it says, And then it goes in, Specifically, B'nai Yisrael and not the daughters of Yisrael would do smicha. Rabbi Yossi says, if the women want to do smicha, want to lean on their korbanos, they can. So what are we saying? That a woman is not obligated in positive time-bound mitzvahs, but if they want, they can do that mitzvah. And he says, and the The wife of Yona used to do Aliyah which is also Whoever holds that Aliyah Leregel is not a time-bound mitzvah. They must hold it's optional. I again, this that Michal, this Tanu who says that Michal Bashaul wore filling, can't be saying that he holds it's a positive commandment that's not time-bound. Because Aliyah Leregel is definitely time-bound. So why is a woman allowed to put on filling? Because this is the opinion like Rabbi Yossi who holds that women are allowed to do positive mitzvahs. That's the general, and that's how we Pascha nowadays, that women are allowed to do positive mitzvahs. That's why many women shake lulav. They go to shul to hear shofar, etc. They do these mitzvahs to fulfill positive mitzvahs even though they're not obligated. And we don't say it's Baal Tosef. Um, interesting enough, what about tefillin? Why do we find women don't wear tefillin? So, tefillin require a purity of thought and body. And even men, we kind of reluctant. The mitzvah to wear tefillin the whole day. But we wear them for the, even men wear them for the shortest possible time because of the high level of, it's called gufnaki, a clean body that's required. And it's very hard to maintain that. So even men who are obligated to wear tefillin wear it for the shortest possible time. Just shacharis. Basically, just shmind amida. That's when we wear our tefillin. So women who are not obligated, we're going to discourage them. There are more actually says you should discourage women from wearing tefillin. Unlike other mitzvahs, I say, which we would, I don't know about encourage, but we would definitely happily let them do other mitzvahs, I say. Um, we are one inter- further interesting point on this Ramosha that he says, also Moshe, can women wear tzitzis or a talus? And he says, no issue. He says, it, well, actually, he says it depends on their motivation. If their motivation is because they want to fulfill another mitzvah, I say, well, they're allowed to. Just as they're allowed to shake your they're allowed to wear tzitzis. But he has to say, if, them, if their motivation is because, and he writes it in, uh, he writes it in uh, Hebrew, but uh, in the English word, he says, if it's for women's liberation, if their motivation is to push the feminist agenda, that it's not fair that men have this mitzvah and women don't, kind of saying that Hashem got it wrong, giving certain mitzvahs to men and mitzvahs to women, he says that's heresy. But if they want to wear talis or tzitzis because it's a mitzvah, positive command, they want to fulfill, then they could. Um, again, just tfilin, we prevent them. Ella. Yeah. So again, we're looking for the Tana who holds that wearing tfilin is a 
is a mitzvah even on Shabbos. We still haven't found any Tana who holds that. Elo, hi, Tana, he, the Tanya must be the following Tana. Hamoitzi tefillin machnisim zug zug, echor ha'ish ve'echor ha'isha, echor chadoshos ve'echor yeshonos divrei Rebbe Meir. If someone finds tefillin, he can wear them one pair at a time, whether it's a man or a woman who finds the tefillin, and whether they're new tefillin or whether they're old, whether they're new or whether they're old tefillin. That's the opinion of Rebbe Meir. Rebbe Yehuda oiser b'chadoshos umater b'yoshonos. Rebuda says, no, new tefillin they can't rescue, but old tefillin they can rescue. Can, we'll discuss a bit, I think it's tomorrow's that we'll discuss, oh, well, we won't do it together, but tomorrow's that discusses what's the difference between new tefillin and old tefillin, if we have time I'll mention it. But Rebbe, the, Rebbe so the Gemara points out, Rebbe man, Rebuda only argue whether you save new tefillin or only old tefillin. Again, Rebbe man says you save both, and Rebbe says you only save old tefillin. But neither of them argue. They both agree that even a woman can wear tefillin to save them. Okay, that's what they agree. If you're a man and you walk past a whole lot of tefillin, you wear them one pair at a time to save them. Um, if you're a woman who walks past and finds a whole lot of tefillin, what did we say? You wear, you wear them one pair at a time. Must be it's a positive mitzvah that is not time-bound. And all... Mitzvahs that are not time-bound, women are obligated in. Oh, so now we have our sources, Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda. But the fact that they say women can rescue tefillin must be, they hold that women are obligated in the mitzvah of tefillin, otherwise they would not be allowed to carry, they would not be allowed to wear them, and therefore it is, they must hold, there's no time on it. You wear tefillin um, 24-7 from uh, Sunday to Shabbos, Night as well, etc. Because as soon as there's a time that you don't wear tefillin, well then the mitzvah is time bound. But here we see women are obligated. Maybe they hold like Rebbe Yossi that a woman are allowed to do positive mitzvahs. I maybe they're not obligated in the mitzvah of tefillin, but they're allowed to do the mitzvah of tefillin. Says Says no, don't think that because we're going to prove that Rebbe Meir and Rebbe Yehuda both don't hold like Rebbe Yossi. Says Loi Rebbe Meir Savalok Rebbe Yossi that nan ein ma'afim esatinokes militkoa honoshim ma'afim. The Mishnah says, we don't stop children blowing the shofar and Rosh Hashanah. If they want to blow for fun or for practice, it's chinuk, so we let them. But women, we stop them. Because it looks like Baal Tosef. Women are not obligated to do mitzvah shofar. And if they blow the shofar, it looks like they're trying to do the mitzvah, which is Baal Tosef. And who's an anonymous Mishnah? We mentioned this the other day. Whenever you see a Mishnah that doesn't have an author meant who Allah has taught without attributing to any time, it's Rabbi Meir. So you see Rabbi Meir holds, women don't. Rabbi Yehuda also does not hold like Rabbi Yossi. The Tanya Dova, the Beryl Bnei Yisrael, the Samach Bnei Yisrael, Soimchim, the Ein Benos Yisrael Soimchos. It says, speak to Bnei Yisrael, I only, Bnei, only men do smicha and not women. Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Shimon, I'm Rabbi Soimchos, Roshus. And Rabbi Shimon says, Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Shimon say, if women want to, they can. The Stansi from money. Who's an anonymous Sifra? I'll explain that soon. Rebbe Yehuda. It's Rebbe Yehuda. Just interesting, this is a Sifra. As I've mentioned in the past, there were many, there were other collections of Tanaic teachings. One of them is the Sifra, also referred to as Torah's Kahanim. That's a halachic midrash that goes according to Sefer Vayikra. So on Sefer Vayikra, it discusses halachas. Kind of, it's kind of like Mishnayos, but according to the parasha. 
And there, who's the anonymous author of whenever you see an anonymous teaching in the Sifra? We have a tradition that that's Rabbi Yehuda. So, Rabbi Yehuda says women are not allowed to do smicha. Rabbi Meir says women are not allowed to blow tears for We see that they hold women are not allowed to do positive mitzvahs. Okay, we mentioned it's a machlokas. Rabbi Yossi holds that if women want to, they can. They're not obligated, but if they want to, they can. And Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda hold they are not allowed to. Now, we said that Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda both allow women to rescue tefillin. Must be they hold that it's also a mitzvah on women. Because if it wasn't a mitzvah on women, they would not be allowed to rescue the tefillin. So they. So now we have that. Remember, we start off. What was our question? Who's the Tanu who holds that Shabbos is a? It is a mitzvah to wear tefillin on Shabbos. So now we have it. Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Meir. Just one interesting point I didn't go into, and we're not going to have time to. Big discussion. Granted, we say women can do positive. We pass in that women, if they want to, they can do positive mitzvahs. Do they say the bracha on it? So again, we Ashkenazim Paskin that they do, but that again is a big machlokes. I think Tosfos here discuss it and elsewhere. Do women do mitzvahs on positive commandments? Okay. Okay, the next piece we won't be able to finish the discussion, but I think let's start it. Um, it's, the, it's brought in here not because it's the same discussion, but because our Mishnah plays an aspect in it. So Omar, now, so, so just before we go on, let me just explain what was the difference between Chadoshos and Yeshonos in Tefillin. So we mentioned this on the Mishnah, but it seems Yeshonos, old Tefillin, are Tefillin where you can see the straps are tarred like Tefillin are tarred. And that would be a clear point that they are Tefillin. Yesh- um, new Tefillin would mean either just the boxes with no straps, or with straps that have never been tied before, and then it's a possibility that they're amulets, not tefillin. So, Yoshonos you're allowed to rescue because they definitely tefillin, and you must definitely save them, and we don't want them to be disgraced. But amulet, new tefillin, I tefillin where you're not 100% certain it could be an amulet, then you shouldn't do that. So, Amar Rebbe Lazar, Amar If you find Cheles, blue dyed wool in the shop, in, in the marketplace, if it's, Strips, eye, tongues, uh, a lot of the wool, it's been combed and dyed, but it hasn't been made into threads. Then it's possible, it's invalid for your tzitzis. But if you find it as strings in, in threads, then it's kosher as for your tzitzis. Now remember, the wool that you make your tzitzis from has to be um, made lishmo, it has to be made for tzitzis. So if it was made for a blue shirt or for a blue coat, then those threads would not be kosher for your tzitzis. So we're saying if it's lashonas, if it's straps, then it's invalid. If it's in threads, then it's kosher. You can assume that it was made into threads for tzitzis. So the Gemara asks, Ma'ishna lashonas, the Omer adate de glimut tzavinu, chutinamilem adate de glimut tzavinu. It says, when you find um, large uh, straps of wool, why are they invalid? Because maybe they were made for a coat and not for tzitzis. Well, then if you find threads as well, maybe it was made to, maybe they were spun to be woven into a garment and not into tzitzis. So my answer is, it's no, we're discussing where they twisted. Oh, shazurinami, that's, you take a few threads and you twist them together so you get a thicker thread. It says, no, maybe, again, maybe they were made into thicker threads to decorate the garment, the hem of the garment, again, but not woven, not twisted 
for the mitzvah of tzitzis. No, but mufsakim the kulihaim vade loy torich inshi says no. They've been cut to size. They're threads of trellis that have been twisted, like you would twist them for tzitzis. And they've also been cut into the length that you would use for tzitzis. So no one's going to go to so much effort and then use it for something else. So they must be valid for tzitzis. says, wait. Robert says, would a person go to so much effort to... Um, to make an amulet in the shape of tefillin, to make the tefillin boxes is very complicated and can take quite a while. And it's hard. So someone's not going to go to so much effort to do that for amulets. They'd only do that for the mitzvah of tefillin. And still, our Mishnah says, if you find new tefillin, a tefillin that you can't verify tefillin, they don't have straps tied like tefillin, they might be an amulet. So we see that we are concerned, even where it takes a lot of effort, that it might not be done for the mitzvah. So we should say the same thing by the threads of the tzitzis. It might not have been done for the mitzvah. Again, you told me that people aren't going to go to so much effort to spin these threads and have threads that are like tzitzis threads when it's just for a garment. When it's not for tzitzis, that's not true. We see we are concerned that people go to a lot of effort even when it's not for the mitzvah. So Amr Rebbe Zaira, La'ava, Bray Rebbe Zaira said to his, to Ava, his son, he told his son, go teach them the following b'risa, which basically says what we just suggested. That if someone finds these tongues, they, in these strips of wool, tongues of wool are invalid. But if they find threads, they are valid because they wouldn't go to so much effort. Now we have a clear b'risa that says it's got to do with effort. So, Oh, just because it's a b'risa taught by Ava, the son of Rebbe Zaira, we're going to hang rings on it. We're going to um, put it on a pedestal and take it as uh, accepted blindly. Our Mishnah clearly implies it makes no difference how hard it would be. Sometimes people go into a lot of effort for something that's not for a mitzvah. Like we see Matfilin, so we should say the same thing about Tehle. So El Omar Rava says, actually this discussion would people go to so much effort for something that's not a mitzvah is a machloikas tonight. The Tanya, as we learned in a, in a brisa, Hamoitzi Tehle Machmisin Zugzug, Echod Eishva, Echod Eisha, Echod Chatoshos, Echod Yeshonas, Divrei Rebbe Meir. Rebbe Meir says if you find a whole lot of Tehlein, you can save them wearing them one pair at a time, whether you're a man or a woman, and this is whether they're new or old. Ah, you can assume that the tefillin are tefillin and not amulets and save them. Rabbi Yehuda Oyser, the chadoshots or matir be yoshonets. Rabbi Yehuda says, chadoshots are osur, but old ones are permitted. Alma mar sover torach inchi. We see that Rabbi Yehuda holds in person might go to a lot of effort to make an amulet in the shape of tefillin. That same opinion will hold a person might go to a lot of effort to make strings that look like tzitzit strings to decorate his clothes with. And the other opinion holds that they would not go to so much effort and you can definitely assume that it was done for the mitzvah. Okay, leave it on that point for today.